And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Ness attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ. Comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, it's the conclusion to Fibber, McGee, and Molly from 1939. Then it's a Christmas time tale, well calculated to keep you in suspense, starring Greer Garson from 1953. By my side is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? What's up, Carl? Well, last time... We began listening to Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Good Christmas show. I know you're just waiting with bated breath to hear well, the conclusion. we should probably finish something that we've started. Absolutely. Let's go back to December 19, 1939, for a Christmas episode of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Now, looky here. Look at this fake X-ray photograph of Mrs. Perkins' spinal column. Is that it? You told her this proved she needed a long series of X-ray treatments for a lame back. Well, now, wait a minute, Harlow. Maybe Boomer's right. Oh, yeah? I took this picture to a real X-ray expert, and he said this was a fairly bad photograph of a banana stalk. Heaven <laughs> A banana stalk. Curses. I am undone. Now, you know very well, Boomer, there's nothing wrong with Mrs. Perkins' back that a little rest from floor scrubbing wouldn't cure in a week. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody must have left the script open. <laughs> Now, I told Mrs. Perkins Boomer to get some Johnson self-polishing glow coat for her linoleum, and she'd never again have a lame back from hours of scrubbing and worrying about scuffed and dull linoleum. I'll say so. Why, with glow coat, all she has to do is pour a little on the linoleum, spread it around, and wait for it to dry. No rubbing, no buffing. It's as simple as that. Here, take your picture of the banana stalk. <laughs> that young man at my sincerity. Excitable fellow, though. Well, hurry up and x-ray that package, will you, Mr. Boomer? Ah, yes, the package. Interesting assignment. Though this work presents many a fascinating problem. For instance, I x-ray a man, and all the valuables in his pockets are immediately exposed to my view. Oh. Care to look at some of my trophies? Here's a pair of star sapphire cufflinks. Had to give a patient 50,000 volts to get those. <laughs> Must have been quite a shock to him, yes, yes. Here's a beautiful wallet. Took it right out from under a fellow's eye. Huh? Here's the wallet. And here's his eye. Oh. Here's a check for a short beer. Yes, it's a fascinating... Oh, pursuit. come on, hurry up, Boomer, next ray this package. Control yourself, Peabody, control yourself. Just wait till I turn on the juice. Ready? Go. Hmm. Seems to be something wrong. Miss, uh, Miss Abernathy! Miss Abernathy! Yes, Mr. Boomer? Seems to be something wrong here with the car. Yes, it was shut off a little while ago. You haven't paid the light bill. 
Well, well, imagine that. No current. Come on, dearie. Let's go home. Yeah. I'd suggest you try another X-ray expert and more power to him. <laughs> We certainly have wasted a lot of time, McGee. Yeah, listen, Molly, I can't wait till Christmas to open this package from Uncle Sycamore. Let's open it up now. Okay, McGee, I give up. Open oh, it. Okay, nobody here but us chickens. Here she goes. Now, if this, if this box is full of dough, we, we'll, we'll have it to spend for Christmas. Right. Then we'll... Oh, for the... Come in. Telegram for Fibber McGee. Sign here. Thanks. Well, that's okay, bud. Keep the change. And a Merry Christmas to you. Ah. What's it say, McGee? Listen. Dear nephew, please take my clothes out of box and hang them up. We'll arrive December 24th to spend the holidays. Oh. <laughs> Don't meet me at the station. We'll walk. It's cheaper. Oh, Signed, Sycamore McGee. Well, I'll be a... Run upstairs and get a cake of soap and a hairbrush, Molly. I think you're going to have to wash my mouth out and spank me in a few minutes. <laughs> well, oh, let yourself dear. go, dearie. I know just how you feel. Why, that stingy old rip. <laughs> Molly, it ain't fair. Doing me out of a million dollars like that. Not after the way I scrimped and saved and denied myself all these years. Ah, oh, shucks, that spoils my whole Christmas. Oh, now, come, come. Cheer up, dearie. It isn't that bad. Go away. Oh. Be quiet. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh. What's on your mind, sis? Hmm? I says, what you want? What you got? That's beside the point. Gee, is it? You'd better be careful in hadn't it, hmm? Hadn't what? Hmm? Listen, little girl, I ain't in any mood for small talk today. I just had a great sorrow. Oh, what you want? Well, gee, I've just been going around the neighborhood looking at people's Christmas trees, I bet you. Where's yours? We ain't put it up yet. Oh. What's more, the way I feel now, I don't care if we never have oh, a Oh, McGee, now that's no way to talk. Well, anyway, what... Gee, I guess you're an old starpuss, mister, I bet you. <laughs> I am not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, no, or am I? Hey, maybe I am at that. Hey, what's the matter with me, anyway? I'd rather tell you sometime after Christmas, mister. <laughs> oh, you would, eh? <laughs> hmm? Look, sis, you were absolutely right. I am a sourpuss. Sure. I'm a Scrooge. You come back Monday and take a look at our Christmas tree, and I think I can safely say there'll be something on it for you. Gee, honest? Oh, boy. <laughs> Get a load of that expression, Molly. I'll bet this is the first place she comes on Christmas morning. Oh, no, it won't. Huh? This is the 14th place, mister. What? Looky, I got a list, and they've all promised me a present. Gee, aren't people peachy, though? <laughs> Hey, Willie. Yeah? I made my quota. How'd you do over at Jones's? <laughs> ah, it takes a kid like that to get you in the Christmas spirit. You know, Molly, this really is a great time of the year. Why, sure it is. Yes, sir. I'll almost be glad to have your Uncle Sycamore here. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go quite that far. <laughs> 
What do we got to kick about? Enough to eat, a good home, nice neighbors? Even Mr. Gildersleeve? Why, sure, Gildersleeve is okay. And when he finds out I shoveled his sidewalk off for him, why, he'll be... Oh, I bet that's him now. Look, Molly, let's ask him and his wife over for dinner in Bridge tonight. Let's really get acquainted with them. I'll bet they're real people. That's a good idea, McGee. Yeah. Come in. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. So nice to see you. Hi, Throcky, old man. Merry Christmas. Did you notice I shoveled all the snow off your sidewalk? Yes, I did. And listen here, McGee. Why don't you shovel off your own sidewalk? I'll take care of mine, and you take care of yours. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'll be a naughty comment. Why, Mr. Gildersleeve, what do you mean? McGee thought it would be a nice neighborly gesture. Mrs. McGee, the only gesture I want from that man you took for better or worse, and I know which, <laughs> is a gesture of farewell. Oh, yeah? Gildersleeve, you got no more gratitude than a collector of internal revenue. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. McGee, one of these days I'm going to tangle with you. <laughs> and you'll wind up in a bigger cast than they had in The Wizard of Oz. Gildersleeve, if you ever twitch a lapel toward me, I'll hand a couple of socks on your chin that Santa Claus couldn't fill in eight centuries. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. All right, boys. Break it up. Break it up. Mrs. McGee, if this little squirt of banana oil... Quiet, quiet, both of you. Sit down, McGee. Okay. And you, Mr. Gildersleeve, for shame. Well, I... The idea. Here it is nearly Christmas, and me husband went out of his way to... I hope next time he goes so far out of his way, he'll get lost. Listen, Gildersleeve, you can't talk that way to my wife about her husband. <laughs> now, listen here, I won't have this quarreling in my house. Not with Johnson's wax on the floor. What's that got to do with it? Nothing, but we haven't mentioned it for some time. <laughs> now, look, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? Why on earth should you be angry because somebody does you a favor? Yeah. McGee saved you a lot of work, just as a friendly act. Yeah. You're ungrateful and unreasonable. But, Mrs. McGee, I want to shovel that snow off the sidewalk myself. In the first place, my wife got me a new show snubble for Christmas. <laughs> and in the second place, my doctor told me to do it for the exercise. McGee is deliberately undermining my health. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Not that I have anything against you. I like you, Mrs. McGee. Merry Christmas to you. Well, Molly, as I always McGee? say... Huh? Say, did you get our Christmas tree yet? No, but I'm going to run out right now and bring in the clothes pole. Clothes pole? Yeah, with all the needles I've got today, I can make my own tree. <laughs> Folks, this is our last chance to talk to you before Monday, and so on behalf of S.C. Johnson and Son, and all of us on the program... We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
And that's Fibber, McGee, and Molly from December 19, 1939, starring Jim and Marion Jordan. Also in the cast, Hal Perry, Isabel Randolph, and Bill Thompson, sponsored by Johnson's Wax, is heard on NBC. Let's take a break. Then Greer Garson stars on Suspense after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of December, you can digitally download Amos and Andy Volume 1. 12 comedy episodes of Amos and Andy Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Also on sale during December at 50% off is Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1. 12 Christmas episodes including Fibber McGee and Molly, The Great Gildersleeve, The Bing Crosby Show, My Favorite Husband, Nero Wolf, Our Miss Brooks, Suspense, and more. Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com today and digitally download the Amos and Andy Show Volume 1 and Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1 at half price. In January, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during December. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. It's time now for Suspense. This stars Greer Garson in Twas the Night Before Christmas from December 21st, 1953, part one of Suspense. Autolite and its 98,000 dealers present Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a special program for this holiday season. The unusual dramatization of Twas the Night Before Christmas, starring Miss Greer Garson, who appears by arrangement with MGM, producers of the new color picture, Knights of the Round Table, in Cinemascope, starring Robert Taylor, Ava Gardner, and Mel Ferrer. Good evening, this is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite. Tonight, as a special Christmas presentation from the worldwide Autolite family, we bring you Miss Greer Garson in a story about a certain little girl on a certain Christmas Eve. And now, Autolite presents Transcribed, Twas the Night Before Christmas, hoping once again to keep you in... Suspense! Come on, wake up. <laughs> wake up, Kathy. It's the day before Christmas. Oh, and there's so much oh, to do. Miss it's light out already. You said you were going to wake me really early today so we could go to the airport and meet them. Come on, up you get. Let's get you dressed. Buffy, they're going to be waiting for me and you didn't wake me. I know what, they're home already. Kathy. Mommy! Daddy, where are you? Daddy! Mommy! Bobby, they're not in their bedroom. Where are they? Kathy. I know. I'll bet they're in the kitchen already having their coffee. Mom! Mr. 
Miss Buff, they're not home. I know, honey. The clock in the kitchen said 8.30. Kathy, here, put this on, dear. You told me you wanted to wear this dress today. So that's why I ironed it for you. Miss Buff. Yes, dear? Why aren't they here? Oh, they'll be here. But when I talked to Mommy on the telephone yesterday, she said she would be here at 6 this morning. And I promised her I'd meet her at the airport, her and Daddy. I know, I know. And Daddy said he had a surprise he was bringing for me all the way from Paris. It's 8.30, Buffy. Let's go out to the airport now. Oh, but there's so many things to do. First, you've got to get your breakfast, and we have to finish decorating the tree. And, uh, oh, there's so many things I want you to help oh, me with. Oh, everything can wait, Buffy. Hurry, I promised to meet them. Uh, no, dear. Why not, Buff? Well, I think we'll, we'll wait for them here. Kathy? Yes? You remember what you promised your mommy and dad? That you'd do everything I asked you while they were away? Yes. Then uh, we'll wait for them here, hmm? All right, Buffy. Yes. It's noon, Buffy. I know, don't you think they might have called and told us they'd be late? Oh, I'll go and make our lunch. You must be very hungry. No, I'm not. Oh, you didn't eat your breakfast, Kathy. Miss Buff, I'm not hungry. Look. Oh, look, it's snowing, honey. We'll have a nice warm lunch, and then we'll go out for a long walk. Hmm? We should have called. I tell you what, Kathy. We'll take our walk first. We'll see the shops. We'll visit. We'll go and see Johnny and your aunt and uncle. Maybe if it snows hard enough, we can all build a snowman. Wouldn't you like that? Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> well, go get your coat and hat and galoshes, dear. All right. And when, when we come back, Mommy and Daddy will be home. Well, you go and get your things now. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it, Buffy. Mommy. Oh, who's this, Daddy? You sound... All from a newspaper. I see. It's a man, Buff. He says he wants to talk to an older person. Here. Hello? Yes, this is the Harper residence. I'm the housekeeper. I... Well, just a moment, please. Uh, Kathy. Who is it? Someone wants to talk to me, honey. Will you go get your things? No. Who are you talking to, Buffy? Never mind, dear. Go and get your things. No. No, I won't. Hello? Uh, I, I see. Yes. Yes, I saw the papers. Yes, yes, that was the daughter. Yes, the only child. No, she doesn't. No. No, no, I wish you wouldn't. Please, don't, hear. No. Who was it? Oh, just a man, honey. It was from the newspaper. Why? What did he want? Nothing. He asked about me, didn't he? Why? Honestly, honey, it was nothing. It was about Mommy and Daddy. Oh, it wasn't anything important. Well... Yes, dear? I don't know. Look at that snow coming down, Kathy. Hmm. Get your things, dear. Go on. Don't they sing beautifully, Kathy? Very lovely. The street and all the decorations and the singers. It's very lovely, Miss Buff. Honey, 
Here, give this to the man. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Missy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Let's go home now. In a little while, don't you remember? We were going visiting, too. Mommy and Daddy are probably home right now, waiting for me, wondering where I am. And we'll build a snowman together, like I said. Come on, honey. I remember when I was a little girl how excited I'd get. Oh, all the wonderful things to see. The sights and the smells and, and the sounds. Pretty shop windows and the snow. To be a little girl at Christmas time. To be young at Christmas time. And happy yet. What's the matter, Buffy? Oh, Kathy. Buffy. Let me hold you. Oh, Kathy, darling. You're crying. I'm just telling you, I guess. Why, look, there's Santa Claus watching us. Let's say hello to him. You were crying. Hello, Santa. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, little girl. Merry Christmas. Well, you're a pretty little girl. What's your name? Kathy. Oh, that's a nice name for a nice little girl like you. Thank you. And I can tell you've been a good little girl. I saw the way your mommy was holding you. She's Miss Buff. My mommy's away. Daddy, too. We're taking a walk to make them come home. Oh, and where are they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first portion of Suspense. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to Suspense. Kathy, Kathy, come in, darling. And Miss Buff, how are you? Come in, come in. Mother, Mother, guess who's here? Why, Kathy and Miss Buff. Hello, Aunt Lee. Hello, Mrs. Cleveland. Take your things off. We've got a big fire in the living room. And wait till you see our Christmas tree, Kathy. I'm sure it's very beautiful. I'll bet Kathy came to see her cousin Johnny, didn't she? <laughs> yes, I did, Uncle Ted. I would like to see him very much. Uh, do you know what that boy of mine did, Miss Buff? No. He found the train. Oh, he did? After I took so much trouble to hide them out in the garage, he found them. <laughs> so, of course, I had to set them up for him. <laughs> well, it's the day before Christmas. He's uh, in his room now, Kathy. Yes, I would like to play with the train. Of course you would. Johnny! I can't come now, Daddy. I'm busy. Kathy's here. Hey, come on up and play with my trains, Kathy. You ought to see. I got them all hitched up now. Go on, Kathy. All right. I've been on the phone since seven this morning, Miss Buff, and there just isn't any word at all about the plane. Look! 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 A man from the newspaper called the house. I told him to stay away. Did the child know? <laughs> I... I think she does. What did you tell her? Nothing. How do you tell a child, Mrs. Cleveland? Look at it go! What I can't understand is why no word at all. 
The plane took off from Paris on time, and there was radio contact over Ireland, from what I could find out. But since then, nothing. You'd better tell her, John. Tell me what? Well, there was a storm oh. over the ocean. Pretty bad storm. They said... Miss Bath. Yes, darling? I've just figured out something. It's about Mommy and Daddy. Kathy. They're not coming home. They're not ever coming home. Autolite is bringing you Miss Greer Garson with Anne Whitfield as Kathy in Twas the Night Before Christmas. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. going to be good to get inside of the house, Kathy. Oh, look at you. You look almost like the snowman you and Johnny built. Here, let me brush you off a bit before we go inside. There's a man there. Don't you say, darling? Right there, standing by the door. A man. Hello. Good evening, miss. Hello, little girl. Is this your house? Yes, I live here. Who are you? What do you want? Well, then you'd be the Harper's little girl, wouldn't you? Yes? I asked you, who are you? Now, don't worry about it, ma'am. I just want to take a picture of a little girl. You want your picture taken, little girl? Bobby. You're the reporter I talked to this morning, aren't you? And uh, we'll want one of you, too, ma'am. Here, get in the house, Kathy. Don't stand there, dear. Get in the house. I'll be in in a moment. It's Christmas Eve, Mr. Reporter. Did you know that? Oh, now, look, ma'am. It's Christmas to... Eve. Where's your heart? Oh, look, you've got to understand. I talked to you on the phone. It was almost ten hours ago, before noon. It's nighttime already. There still isn't any word about the plane. I represent a newspaper, ma'am. We've got to assume... Well, you know, I don't want to say it any more than you do. Oh, just go away. Oh, now, really, I've got to... Were you, were you ever lonely on Christmas Eve? Alone in a house that's empty? Well, outside, other people were singing... Well, there was warmth and love and joy, but outside... I'm just trying to Christmas do Christmas Eve, the snow is falling. Christmas Eve. And the child is... is grieving. Yeah. I'm sorry. Good night. It's in the living room, Buffy. Who thought? Yes? Let's have a secret. What, Bobby? Let's not wait till tomorrow. What do you mean? We go to our tree and open some of our presents now. Maybe just one. Hmm? Choose the one with the most beautiful wrapping. You can open it and you can play with it now while I go and fix something for you to eat. I'm not hungry, Buff. Honestly, I'm not. Oh, just some milk and cookies, honey. You haven't eaten All some. right. Well, well, let's choose. Go ahead, pick one. All right. That one. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's from Mr. and Mrs. Anderson next door. Open it. You open it, Buffy. Very well. Oh, look. Very nice. 
A carousel. Well, I wind it for you. And we'll put it down here. Now. Oh, oh that's sweet. You watch it. When it runs down, you can wind it up again. I'm going into the kitchen. Kathy, here's you. Kathy. Kathy, honey, where are you? Kathy? Your milk and cookies are on the table. Kathy? Are you in your room, Kathy? Kathy? Kathy, honey? Kathy? Why, Miss Bird. Mr. Anderson, is Kathy here? Well, I know. Why is... Uh... Uh, would you mind asking Mrs. Anderson if Kathy's here? Maybe she came in through the back way. Well, Mrs. Anderson and I have been sitting in the living room for the last hour. Well, what's the matter, Miss Bird? Kathy ran out of the house. Oh, poor child. I can imagine how she must well, feel. I thought she might have come over here next door. She just ran out of the house. I don't know where she is. Oh, a child like that. And what's <laughs> happened to her today? Now, wait. I'll get my coat, Miss Buff. I'll come with you. <laughs> Paul, listen. Hi, Mr. Anderson. Want to ride? You can go all the way down the hill for three blocks. They've got it roped off. Uh, Paul, have you seen Kathy? Sure. Well, where is she? I don't know. Where is she, Paul? Where did she go? How am I supposed to know where she went? But you saw her, didn't you? Sure. She was running down the block. I yelled at her to come on over, but she kept running. Uh, which way, Paul? Down there, I guess. Where the stores are. Uh, thank you. Sure. Merry Christmas, Mr. Anderson. Merry Christmas, Miss Buff. Hey, what? She hasn't been in my store, Miss Buff, and I, I'm the only one on the block who's open. Last-minute Christmas rush, you know. Thank you, Mr. Ruxton. Say, now, that kid and what happened to that plane today, I'd sure let the police know she was missing. I think he's right, Miss Buff. Call them, please. Call them. Oh, uh, use this phone, Mr. Anderson. Thank you. Uh, hello, operator. Uh, give me the police. Uh, oh, hello, police. I want to report a little girl who's missing. Uh-huh. Kathy Harper. Well, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And... Uh, oh, wait a second. I'll find out. Just go in the house, Miss Buff. I'm sure they'll find her. It's ten o'clock. They've been looking for three hours. Oh, they have ways. They'll find her. We waited in that station house. All the policemen who phoned in. None of them. Well, you just go in the house. Now, I'll send Mrs. Anderson over. No, no, really. I'd, I'd rather you wouldn't. Well. Good night, Mr. Anderson. And thank you. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Yes? I'm Patrolman Reed, ma'am. Have you found Kathy? Yes, ma'am. Where is she? You better come with me, ma'am. while visions of sugar plums danced in her head. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Way to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw open the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow Gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh, an eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver. So lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer. Now, Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the tops of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. Bobby! Christmas, Kathy. Kathy, baby. 
Hey, hey, it's Christmas. We don't cry on Christmas. I thought... Oh, baby. Baby. Hey, how about a big hug for me? Daddy. Ah, that's my girl. Where's Miss Buff? I was in bed. She was reading to me. In bed's the place for you. Come on, I'll carry you. Buff! It's Mommy! It's Daddy! I know, darling, I know. Hello, Buffy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Buff. We had to make an emergency landing in Newfoundland. Small field communications were shot. That storm... Yes, yes. Let's not talk about it anymore now. Buffy was reading me a wonderful thing about the night before Christmas. Here. I'll put you in bed, Kathy. There. There you are. Read it to us, Buffy. Hmm? To all of us. Oh, well, I, um, lost my place. I... Read it, Buffy. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly when they meet with an obstacle... Mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys. And St. Nicholas, too. And then in a twinkle, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bond. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word that went straight to his work and filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down on a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Miss Greer Garson in a dramatization of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Tonight's production in Autolite's Suspense. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Marwick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Chorus was under the direction of Roger Wagner. Twas the Night Before Christmas was written for Suspense by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. In tonight's story, Anne Whitfield was heard as Kathy. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Irene Tedrow, Mary Lansing, Charles Calvert, Howard McNear, Herb Butterfield, Johnny McGovern, Sidney Miller... 
Joseph Kearns, and John Ramsey Hill. And here once again is our lovely star, Miss Garson. Harlow, thank you very much. And thank you, Anne Whitfield. While I have these few moments, may I join the Autolite family in sending holiday greetings to our friends everywhere. Merry Christmas, Harlow. Merry Christmas, Greer. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night. This is the CBS Radio Network. And that's Suspense from December 21st, 1953, with Twas the Night Before Christmas, starring Greer Garson, also Harry Bartell, Herb Butterfield, Charles Calvert, Joseph Kearns, Howard McNear, and Irene Tedrow, sponsored by Autolite, as heard on CBS. Let's take a break, then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here for Remind Magazine, America's monthly blast from the past. Each month, Remind Magazine focuses on a pop culture theme from the 1950s through the 1980s, covering a wide spectrum of topics from Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. In every 50-plus page issue of Remind Magazine, you'll find dozens of puzzles, movie posters, trivia contests, classic comics, crossword puzzles, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by, and much more. And every issue features my column, Radio 360, where I focus on a celebrity from Hollywood's golden age and write about his or her radio work. And next to my article is the monthly schedule of the classic radio shows I'll be playing each month so you'll never miss your favorites. Remind Magazine is available at Barnes & Noble and Walmart stores throughout the country. But because I write for this magazine, I'll let you in on a little secret. You can get Remind Magazine for about 60% less than the newsstand price by ordering it online at RemindMagazine.com. Visit RemindMagazine.com and subscribe today. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of December, you can digitally download Amos and Andy Volume 1. 12 comedy episodes of Amos and Andy Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Also on sale during December at 50% off is Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1. 12 Christmas episodes including Fibber McGee and Molly, The Great Gildersleeve, The Bing Crosby Show, My Favorite Husband, Nero Wolf, Our Miss Brooks, Spence and more. Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com today and digitally download the Amos and Andy Show Volume 1 and Classic Radio's Greatest Christmas Shows Volume 1 at half price. In January, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during December. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, that'll do it for us here on Hollywood 360. From my team here, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.